welcome to Resilience in the End, a weekly podcast that recognizes we're in serious trouble, but stubbornly focuses on how to find community and joy in the chaos. I'm your host, Polly, and today we are going to talk about how to find more space for next year's garden. Yes, maybe the title is a little clickbaity, but it is honest, and I want to talk about it because it worked for me. (laughs) And even though I'm releasing this at the end of October, now is actually the perfect time to start thinking about next year's garden, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, of course, because there's time to prep it think about it, plan, and in the case of finding more garden space, uh, have enough time to make the connections uh, to get that that party going. Uh, I'm sitting here recording. Uh, I can look uh, right over my shoulder and look at my mostly dead garden, and I'm pretty thankful that the growing season is over, to be honest. Uh, my body is demanding rest, just like I think most gardeners do after a long season. But I'm going to feel better someday after a long winter. I'm going to be so excited to get into the garden again. And that someday I'm going to want to grow a lot more food and flowers. And for that, you need space. So I am a marketer in my real job life. Um, And if I were of the douchey marketing persuasion, I would label this uh, episode something like, use this one easy hack to double your gardening space, Uh, which I didn't exactly do. Um, Next growing season, I won't have effectively doubled my 700 square feet of garden, but I will have quite a lot of extra room for more potatoes and beans that I just can't fit on my own property. I actually have an acre of land, um, but it's cut in half by a ravine, and there are so many trees that I don't want to clear. And I have a very actually limited space of where I can garden, about 700 square feet, which is awesome. But if you're really trying to grow a lot of your own food, it's not that much space. So I had to get really creative because uh, we were stretched to buy this house and uh, with mortgage rates and how competitive the market is right now, there's no way that we're moving to more land. So my one super special hack is literally just asking around to see if anyone has spare space for gardening. It's not that sexy. It's literally just asking around. I feel like most of this podcast can actually come back to just the thing of like, get to know your neighbors and you can share things and then your life will be better. (laughs) That's it. It's pretty much always that easy. So yeah, the action item for all of you yearning to have space to grow is just ask. You would be shocked to find out how much you can get just by asking and how many great connections you can make with people around you that you might not have met otherwise. And like I said, now in the off season for the Northern Hemisphere is a great time to do this, right? It's a great time to kind of prep your beds for winter, give them some nutrients to break down over the cold weather. And you don't want to wait until it's planting season to let people know you're looking. People with space still want to know what they're doing with that space and giving them time to think and plan and give you time to think and plan and maybe buy the things you need for that space. is It's important. So now is actually a great time. Let's talk actual logistics of you want more space, but you can't afford land. 
we you can't access a community garden there's just not enough room where you live or you know you rent and your landlord won't let you do anything how do we actually get more land and i i'm talking from experience i have done this this morning i walked about a mile down my country road and i planted about 100 bulbs of garlic on that property on that property they also very kindly in their huge, beautiful garden gave me a row about four feet wide by 25 or 30 feet long for me to grow whatever I want. So I have done this. I am in the process of doing it. I have not done a full season of this, but I have I've done the asking and the prep work and I wanted to share what that actually looks like with you. I think first and most important in any kind of asking you're doing of other people is crafting your request to be super specific, especially something like this, where it's likely to be unique and not a common practice that a lot of people do. Maybe you live somewhere where folks are often offering up land and kind of collectively growing stuff. But at least for me in, in my area where I've lived, that's not particularly common. So you want to be really sure and clear about what you're asking, offering, wanting um, to make sure that everybody is, is getting what they need out of this trade. So thinking about things like how much space do you want? Uh, do you just want a slice of lawn with no restrictions and people just leave you alone and you do whatever you're going to do? Um, do you want to just glom onto someone else's garden who needs help weeding, like older folks or folks with some kind of physical limitations who need help like bending over and, and just can't do a full day of work anymore? If you're setting up something new, are you going to grow in-ground rows or do you need to build beds? Um, if you're building beds or you need any kind of infrastructure that's not there, Who's providing it? Are you paying for materials? Are they? What kind of practices do you agree on in terms of organic and metal beds versus wooden beds? All of that. Just really start thinking through what you have the capacity to do and what you really want. So next, once you have your ask crafted, and you don't have to include all of these specifics and logistics in your initial ask, but just have that in your mind when you're meeting with people um, so that you can make an informed decision of whether it's a good fit. But the actual ask, uh, I would recommend starting in any local groups you have. Um, I asked on my local buy nothing. I think, again, finding groups that have the ethos that you're looking for, right? Like buy nothing is a good one because people are already sharing and generally have like a sustainability mindset. So you can kind of gauge that folks could be interested in this. Um, you know, it could be a neighborhood group, next door, things like that. But I would definitely start online in a way that you can look local, right? Because you don't want to be like driving 45 minutes out somewhere. That's that's really hard to manage a garden. Um, so looking hyper-local is, I think, ideal. And here is exactly what I wrote in my group. So you can hear what I wrote. Uh, Hand-waving emoji. Hey, Unusual crest, but I'm in search of extra gardening space, ideally out past my location, uh, for next spring. I'd love to talk about an arrangement with someone who has room for a garden, but no time or energy to deal with it. I only have a small area, but would love to find a nearby spot for some rows of potatoes, beans, and squash. If you've got space or know of someone who might be interested, please let me know. 
and I dropped in a picture of my current garden overgrown and wild. A lot of people responded saying it was a great idea. Three people actually responded with a potential offer of land. Two did not work out for various reasons, but one is literally down the road a mile from me, which living in the country, I never ever anticipated uh, how I could find a space that I could actually walk to, which is incredible, truly a delight. <laughs> um, so she, because we were so close, she ended up stopping by and we, we chatted back and forth. We both kind of realized we have the wink wink of like, we're not far right militia people were just like two groovy ladies looking for some gardening space uh you know we realized like we we kind of vibed with each other and then I went over to her place and had a look so you know last thing get together hammer out the details she showed me around her garden um she was incredibly kind and like no ask um of help or anything she was like you can have this space Luckily, she has co-gardened with people before, so she had a little bit of an understanding of what this can look like. Um, but, you know, again, obviously work out, you know, what kind of work are you going to be giving them? What help do they need? Um, what space is available? And just kind of work that out. For us, it was like, she was like, yep, here's some space. Go wild. Maybe don't grow squash because I'm having problems with bugs. Great. And we just kind of got rolling from there. So like I said, I just went down to plant my garlic for fall in a pre-existing bed. Uh, we've also cardboarded a 4 by 25 row, which is incredible. Way longer space than I have available in my own garden, so really good for those kind of big staple crops. Uh, and I'm just really excited because, you know, I have a lot more space to grow stuff. Uh, both in my home garden and down there. I'm also getting to know a really cool person that does a ton of preserving and growing and has chickens and, and just just a very cool person to to connect with and get to know. Yeah, so I don't really have a conclusion to this because it's all new to me too, but I wanted to kind of just show you a little model of what is possible if you just throw yourself out there sometimes and see what happens. Uh, I mean, you never know until you ask, and there are a lot of people who are really excited to share space with you, particularly maybe older folks who are kind of lonely, or people that just feel overwhelmed with their garden and, and just don't have time because they're so busy, but would be happy to have somebody else take care of it. And I, I think the worst thing that we can do is just continue to isolate ourselves because of the fear of what might be be an awkward situation, but it is always worth the ask. And I would just encourage you if you are really having the urge to grow, but just don't have the space for it, to really just consider giving an ask because you might find that somebody right down the road has a ton of space for you to play with. And what what better way to start building connections and building your own food security uh, than, than gardening together? And that's that. Like I said, no real conclusion because I'm just getting started, but I, I was excited to share this with you and I guess I'll continue to share uh, my reflections as next season moves on. So yeah, and let's see, my joy of the week, I didn't pre-think about this, uh, my joy of the week this week is 
feel like all I do is talk about like growing things and food, but it's it's kind of I'm trying to enjoy it before the real freeze sets in. Um, I grew a ton of birdhouse gourds. Okay, hold on a second. If you are on video, I'm going to bring one to show you. So I'm holding a birdhouse gourd larger than my head. I grew about 30 of them <laughs> and they're just decorative. You don't eat them. Uh, I guess you can eat them if you're if they're smaller, um, but once they get this big and start drying out, they are meant to be drilled into. Um, yeah, I'm excited for a, a winter project, and I gave away a bunch to people, so got other people into another weird hobby, <laughs> which is always fun. And yeah, I, I feel very proud that I grew some giant gourds in my garden this year, so that that's my joy, was harvesting them before the freeze. Uh, yeah, so that's that for this week. I hope you guys stay well, be well, and even though it's getting colder here in the Northern Hemisphere, start thinking about growing again. Seriously, consider it. All right. Bye, guys.